following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. How many of you have had a long week? Come on, if you're in the house, raise your hand. If you are in your house, raise your hand. I can't see you, but I, I trust that some of you are raising your hand. If it's been an easy week, come on, throw your hands in the air. Let me see. Yeah, we're like, no, it's been a hard week, <laughs> everybody. That's, hey, that's even better because you're in church tonight. And I have a feeling that you have already just felt the presence of God in your home through worship. Come on, isn't that the beautiful thing about the presence of God is that you can feel his spirit wherever you are. Whether you're in the house, whether you're at your house, either house, you can feel the presence of God. Hey, let me just echo what you saw in the video announcements. If you have kids and you want a a fun opportunity for them to just enjoy being together and enjoy jumping Um, I don't know one child, I have three, I don't know any child that does not enjoy Altitude Trampoline Park. So go to the website, sign your kids up. Let's have a lot of fun for our Fall Fest event. But tonight, I have the privilege of opening God's Word. And for those of you, do I have anybody, maybe in the house or online, that you like to work out? Anybody in the house? Come on, let me see your hands. It's okay, this is participation tonight. Yeah, yeah, we got some gym rats in here. Now, here is the type of working out that I envision that most people enjoy doing. Okay, so this is just what pops into my head. It's like the, the 1980s workout videos, right, that you see like with the poofy hair and the tight stretchy pants, you know what I mean? And they have the, uh, the aerobics box. You know, some of y'all have them at your house, don't you? You're working out right now. You just finished doing aerobics at your house. And you, and you get, you got your headband on. This is how you work out. I, I know. So this is, you're, you're at your house and you're doing your step-ups. Uh, 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 uh. That's how you do them, isn't it? You break a sweat. Then you take a break. You step back. Then you get back and mm, step up, step up, step One, two, one, two, three, two, one. And then you, t- you grab your water jug, and you're like, ah, yeah, you've got a nice sweat going. Step-ups are miserable. Let's be honest. Now, if you do like a real man sport, raw, like Pastor Philip does CrossFit, he's a real man. And he likes to throw heavy weight around. He likes to stand on boxes and jump up on boxes and do box jumps and, and whatnot and, and step up on high things. Did you know that life is full of step-up moments. Not just in your workouts when you're wearing your, your, your tight, stretchy pants, but life every day is full of moments, just like your aerobic workout where you're stepping up, moments where, where you're growing, right? You're growing anaerobically through your working out, but also moments where your favorite part of the workout is what? When you step off the box and you're like, ah. Right? They're full of step-up moments, and they're full of moments where you can step back. But the choice 
is up to you. Life is, is full, and they start from a very young age, from early childhood. You, you probably remember moments in your life where you had the opportunity to middle school or, or to high school or, or moments where you had to choose perhaps what college you were going to go to, who will I marry, what career will I choose, where are you going to go, what are you going to do, what impact are you going to have in the world, what kind of person are you going to be, what kind of faith are you going to have. And so life's opportunities or even challenges that life may bring your way as they stand in front of you And I think 2020 has presented numerous challenges that are standing right in front of us that we're we're forced to deal with in a healthy way. But the question is, and I want to ask you tonight, those of you that are in the house, and I want to ask you, those who are watching online, what are you going to do? Do you step up or do you step back? Do you step up or do you step back? And I just, listen, I just want to take a moment and encourage some people tonight that I just have a feeling that your world would look a lot better if you chose to step up rather than to step back on the opportunities and even the challenges that God is bringing into your world. And I would venture to tell you this too, that God would desire you to be the type of person that steps up, that rises to the challenge, that steps up to the plate when God throws you the pitch, whether it's a curveball or not, that you're comfortable enough in who God created you to be that you can stand there and you can knock it out of the park, you can step up and not step back. But the choice is yours. You have to choose every day whether you're going to step up or whether you're going to step back. And just because today you chose to step up doesn't mean that tomorrow you're going, you're going to choose to step up again. It is an everyday battle. And I want to illustrate this, this thought and this concept tonight through the life of a biblical character that you're very familiar with by the name of Joshua. And what I love about Joshua is that he is not some biblical hero that is hard for you and I to understand like some superhero right there's some characters in the bible that when you read about them it's like really like this person did this and this and joshua would do amazing things but throughout his lifetime and throughout the the illustrations in the bible we learn that he's he's very much a normal person like you and me. He, he's, he's your average Joe who God calls to do some amazing, amazing things. And, and Joshua would learn, and we're going to dive into his story, but Joshua would learn how to step up into all the potential that God had for him in his life. And so let's look at, let's look at where it started for Joshua. His story begins uh, during the time of Moses who was leading the Hebrew people out of slavery from Egypt. And Joshua was one of the the people who wandered in the desert. You're familiar with the story. And so he would grow up hearing about this promised land, this land that God was going to provide for them and would eventually bring to them. And this place was going to be amazing. It was was the stories that he grew up hearing. There's, it's coming, it's coming, it's going to happen. And finally... The moment is here. Finally, they they think they are standing on the border of the land. And the book of Numbers tells us what happens next. The Lord said to Moses, 
send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one, one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses picks one leader from each of the tribes, and he's basically, he, he sends them on a recon mission. Like, okay, this is where we're going. This is where we're going to step into this, but I'm going to send y'all ahead a little early to check it out and see what we're getting ourselves into. And this is a big honor, right, to be, to be chosen one of 12. And so Moses tells them as he gathers this group of leaders around, as he's preparing to send them off, he gives them instructions, and he says this, hey, go see what the land is like. Find out whether the people living there are strong or whether they're weak. Find out if they're few or if they're many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or is it bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected, similar to open camps? Is their soil fertile or is their soil poor? Are there lots of trees? Do your best to bring back some samples of the crops that you would find in this land. Now, it sounds like an easy mission. This sounds like it would be something easy to do. We're just going to kind of blend in, check it out, see what's going on. And, and, and that sounds great, except not all the translations in our Bible would actually say go explore. Uh, some of the translation would use the word go spy. So uh, I'm sending you on a spy mission. Now, if somebody told you that, like a for real spy mission, not like one that you play as kids. I wonder what our response would I think we would get a little bit like, for real? You want me to go? But you know what happens to spies? They, they get caught. I've seen all the movies. <laughs> we got we to go spy? This was not some happy-go-lucky, go find some figs, make some new friends kind of trip. That's not what he was sending them into. It was a spy mission. And it sounds a little worrisome, but, but off they go to spend some 40 days exploring the land. They find good fruit. They find some grapes. They find some figs. But they also, they also find some people. And they finally return from their spy expedition. And now... They've got to tell Moses everything that they found. And you can imagine how this conversation goes. Hey, Moses, we just got back. It's been a long trip. We were amazing spies. It was so great. We spied really well, just like you asked us to do. Um, good news, bad news. Which one do you want first? <laughs> uh, we got good news. Uh, yeah, 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 good news. Okay, the good news is that the land is amazing. This land is so, the fruit, it would blow your mind. I can't wait for you to see everything that's in there. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. The bad news, you ready, you ready Moses, for the bad news? Yeah, 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 tell me the bad news. Um, somebody's already called dibs on the land. <laughs> like, this was supposed to be our land, but... There's, there's already, like, people living there, and um, they're big. <laughs> Large human beings, uh, giants, if you will, and they're, they're powerful. They, they've been doing a lot of aerobic workout, Moses. They've been doing a lot of step-ups. These are, these are powerful people, Moses. I, I, I don't... No, this, is, this may not 
We entered the land. This is numbers. This is how our Bible would say. We entered the land that you sent us to explore. And indeed, it is a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. The kind of fruit that it produces is amazing, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and they're fortified. We saw giants there. There's no way that we can go up against them. They are stronger than we are. And right here, this statement that they would make, Joshua and and the other spies that were with him, they run into the very first thing that will keep you, listen, from stepping up and stepping into everything that God has in store for you when you're faced with God opportunities or opposition. Fear. Now, if we're all transparent, this has been a a season of fear. A season of fear like I've never lived in in my 37 years on this earth. This has been the most fearful season for our world and our country. We are living in a moment, in a season of fear, and they found themselves terrified. They were afraid. How in the world are we supposed to do what you think we're supposed to do, Moses? We saw them. We saw their cities, and we saw the size of these people. There's no way. And this, this is a turning point here because uh, this was a moment when, when God's plan was, is it going to come to fruition, or, or, or what are we going to do? Because 10 of the 12 took a step back. Ten of the twelve said, I don't know. I know what's before us. I know what you've promised us. I know what we're supposed to do, but they are so big. Oh, man. There's people there. I'm not sure that, that we can even begin to compete with them. Ten of the twelve in a moment, a God opportunity set before them. They couldn't see past the thing that was standing right in front of them. And so in a moment when they had to make a decision, what did they choose to do? They retreated in fear. They took a step back. But this is the beauty of the story. See, it's the, the, they, they felt that same knot in their stomach that you feel when you have to have that difficult conversation, right? It's the, the same thing that you feel when you're wondering, are you going to succeed in that job or not? It's the same Fear that you face when you're wondering, am I going to fail? Is everybody going to be looking at me? Is my family going to be provided for? It's that that fear of failure from starting a business, perhaps. It's the same fear that you experience every single day. It's the same moments when you say, listen, there's there's no way it's going to happen. I just, I don't see, I mean, it just, in my logical mind, it doesn't, it doesn't comprehend, I can't comprehend how this is going to come to fruition. And so maybe mentally or even physically, what do we do? We, no, I don't think I can do that. I don't, I don't think I could land that job opportunity. There's people that are way more qualified than me. I, I don't, I don't know that I could do, no, I'm just going to. 
And this is what the people of God do every single day when we're faced with God opportunities right in front of us. When we're faced even on the opposite end with challenges that are standing in our way. The children, the people of God. Unfortunately, too often we choose to step back instead of step up. And it's a normal experience because you're human. There will always be very logical reasons why you can't do what it is that God is calling you to do. There will always be logical reasons why, why you can talk yourself into, no, 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 that addi- the addiction's too strong. I've been doing it too long. I just, I don't think that I can face this adversity that's in front of me, so I'm just going to step back again when God is calling you to step up, and it's because we're afraid of what might happen. And why is it? It's because we... We look out at the land and we give a bad report. See, I look out and, and, and I went and I explored, I spied, I studied, I spent time, but no, we can't do it. You see everything that is before you, but, but the words that are coming out of your, your mouth and the belief that you have in your heart is one of, no, 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 I, this is a Bad report, God. There is, Moses, there's no way. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. These people have been doing more than aerobics. They've been working out. And we're supposed to go conquer them? How, how is this going to happen? So here's what ten spies did. But not, not, not Joshua. And not Caleb. There were, there were two among the 12 that would give a slightly different report. Watch this. The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. Now, here's my favorite part. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. I like this part too. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. This is, this is what your Bible says. What did, what did these two do when, when they were faced with a moment? When everyone around them chose to step back, these two stepped up and said, God, this is the potential that you're calling us to. This is the future that you have in mind for us. And I just believe in the middle of one of the craziest years of your life that the God that we worship tonight is looking for a few of his followers that will say, in spite of what we see, in spite of what's going on, we will step up and walk into the potential You've got in store for us, but why did they give a different report? It's really easy. They made this statement, and if the Lord, at the very beginning of their report, they say, now, this is wonderful, land." and if the Lord, see, the first report of the spies was was all about the giants and it was all about the walls 
But in Joshua's report, it was all about their God. See, I wonder what it would look like in 2020 if the things that you face, the first thing out of your mouth in the morning, if it wasn't how great the giants are and how big the walls are. I wonder if you got up every morning saying, you know what, it looks bleak, it looks dim, it looks like there's no way out, but my God is with me and my God is for me. I wonder what it would look like. I wonder what your job would look like and if the Lord the other 10 focused on the obstacles in their report but Joshua and Caleb focused on their God and now now here's the here's the beauty of it it didn't change what was in the land what was in the land was still the same but it changed how they handled their fear And I'm telling you, there has been so many of us this season of life that have been crippled by fear. It's because of what you see and what you read. And I wonder if you can see beyond what you see and what you read. I wonder if you can just begin with, but my God, and if the Lord is with me, what do you see? What are you seeing? What do you choose to see? I don't know about y'all, but when I was looking to buy a minivan, I researched it. I looked at everything. I knew all the safety protocols. Woo, man. Sweet minivan. Not true. No minivans are sweet. But guess what I noticed? When I started researching it, guess what I saw on the road? I saw, oh, well, there's a minivan. And then guess what? I saw another minivan. It's the way that your brain works. What you start to think about, what's in your mind, is what you see every moment of every day. So if all you see is negativity, if all you see is how bad this is and how awful the world is, that's what you're going to see more and more and more of. But can I preach to you tonight, if you start saying, but my God is for me and my God is bigger than anything that I'm walking through, can I tell you, you're going to start to see your God increase. You're going to see the beauty of what he's doing in the world more and more and more. Y'all get me fired up on a Wednesday. Maybe it's the handheld mic. I don't know, man. They knew, listen, they knew that without God in the picture, the giants would seem massive and the cities would seem so strong and the task would be impossible. Without God in the picture, fear would grip you and be in control. But when God is in the picture, when, when you choose to bring God into whatever it is that you're walking through, it's amazing how what you're dealing with seems to shrink. Now, it may still be there. It, it may still be, the giants may still be in the land, but it's not on your mind every moment of every day because a peace that passeth all understanding has overflowed your soul and your mind and your spirit because you've brought the God factor in to your world. See, when you bring God in, when you invite God into your future, when you invite him in to the middle of your mess, the giants seem a little less giant. 
And the situation that used to be unfixable now seems, oh man, maybe maybe we are going to get through this. And, and failure now doesn't seem so final when you bring God into the equation. But during 2020, it's been really easy to remove God from the equation. Let's be honest, without church meeting Online is amazing, but it's, it's not the same as us gathering together. We understand that. Even those watching online, you understand that. We know that you want to be in the house. And it's been easy to flood our souls and our minds and our hearts with negativity. And what I'm asking you to do this evening on a Wednesday, if your life looks like there is no hope, if your life is down in the dumps and everything is bad and your situation is awful, I'm just inviting you to invite God into the middle of your mess. Just, just what do you have to lose? Just say, God, come on. And what, what if you woke up tomorrow and said, now, if God is with me, there's nothing that can stand in my way today. What do you see when you look at the world in front of you, what is your report? What is your report when you walk into work? What's the first thing out of your mouth when you talk to your spouse, when you come home, when you speak to your children, and when you speak to your boss? What is your report? Is your report the good things of the Lord, or is it how bad everything's going on in your world? My prayer for every one of us tonight would be very simple. And this message is not a an in-depth message, but this is a very simple reminder that you would start to factor God into every aspect of your life, every decision that you've got to make. What if you just brought him right into the middle of it? Every challenge that stands in front of you and you bring it right into the middle of the most difficult situation of your life. Come on in, God. If God is with me, if God is for me, now, here's what factoring God in doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that everything will always work out the way that you want. It doesn't mean that you'll always make the team. It doesn't mean that you'll always get the promotion. It doesn't mean that she'll always say yes just because you had the courage to step up and ask her out. There's other things at play there. It doesn't mean that everything's going to go your way, but, but factoring God in simply means that when you see a challenge, you decide that God is bigger than your fear. That's all. It, it's so simple. It's a decision that you make right here that says no matter what comes my way, the God that I serve is bigger than anything that I'll walk through. He, he'll give me the strength and the wisdom that I need to deal with anything, whether it's the outcome that you want or not. Stepping up is simply this. It's seeing God in your situation. Stepping up is really easy. It's seeing God in your situation. And this is not the easiest thing to do all the time. It's hard sometimes to see God when everything is going down, when everything seems like it's in the dumps. It's hard, but it takes a concerted effort every morning when you wake up to say, today I choose to see God in every circumstance. So fast forward 
as I hasten to a close in the life of, of Joshua, Moses has now passed away and Joshua has taken over as the leader of the children of Israel. And it's time now to take his, his people into the promised land. It's time for Joshua once again to step up. So they cross the river into the land and they're ready to go. Man, this is going to be amazing. Wow. There's one problem. Jericho. Oh, he finally gets them. We're going to step up. We're going. Standing before him is Jericho, a massive fortified city with giant walls standing in their way. And the question now becomes, how in the world are we going to conquer this armed city with giant walls around it? This makes no sense. See, you and I might choose spears and we would choose swords, but the Lord had a different plan of attack. You know the story. The Bible says this. The Lord said to Joshua, see, see Joshua, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Here's, what I, here's how I want you to fight your battle. You ready, Joshua? I want you to march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have the priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Jericho, armed city, People that want to kill us. And you want us to walk? Like, I need, where's my ladder that I can throw against the wall and I can climb up? Where's my bow and arrow? Boom, with fire. Where's my sword and my shield and my my spear? Yeah, yeah, you're going to leave that at home today, boys. I just need you to walk. Walk. Okay, here we go. Walking around the city, not just for today, but for the next week. I'm going to get my steps in today on my Apple Watch. Man, we got to, this sounds crazy. This is, this, this is unbelievable. There's no, there's, this is, there's no way. Can you imagine the conversations taking place? Like, really? They're, they're bickering back. We got to, are we walking right now? I'm going to go. Go get him. No, just walk. Just walk. And I love what Joshua does. He does not allow the craziness, the uncertainty, or the unlikeliness of what God has just instructed them to do from keeping him to walking in his purpose. And walking in exactly what it is that God has instructed. See, he knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was speaking to him. And see, when you know that God has given you a promise, can you trust him when it seems crazy? Can you trust him when it seems so unlikely that what God has told you is just insane and there's no possible way in your mind? Even when the people thought that their new leader, Joshua, was insane. Like, this guy's lost his mind. Joshua. 
Joshua did what some of us choose to do. In moments when you're faced with challenges and adversity and even opportunity, Joshua chose to step up. And do exactly what God was calling him to do. I can imagine Joshua was out there. Hey, come on, keep walking, guys. You're doing great. Let's go. Come on, I know y'all think I'm crazy. I know. But come on, we're doing Let's just keep walking. Let's just keep going. We're, we're getting closer. We're, we're, we're doing what God asked us to keep walking. And then, then this is what happens in Joshua chapter 6, verse 20, when the trumpet sounded. The army did as they were commanded. They shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, The wall collapsed so that everyone charged straight in. And they took the city. It worked. They kept walking. The seventh day, God tore the walls down. And in this moment, Joshua... And his followers learned two really important things about the God that they served. This is what I want to share with you as we close this evening. Would you stand with me? This is the first thing that they learned on that day. They learned that God knows what he's doing. He he doesn't need your advice. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I know in this room and people watching online of what you're dealing with right now, me saying that God knows exactly what he's doing, seems insane in the face of what you're walking through. He knows what he's doing. He can be trusted. This was true for Joshua and the Israelites when God told them what to do in warfare, and it's the same for you And for me, God knows what he's doing, even when it doesn't make sense to you. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing in your family. He knows what he's doing on your job. He knows what he's doing in the lives of your children. His ways and his understanding and his abilities when it comes to these things, are so much greater than your mind can begin to comprehend. If it were up to Joshua or the people, they would have charged at the wall. They would have thrown some fireballs over the wall to try to overtake him. And guess what? It probably wouldn't have turned out the way that the story actually did. But Joshua chose to step up and follow God. Here's the second thing that they learn. We just need to keep walking. (laughs) I know this sounds crazy. (laughs) 
I don't understand how it's going to happen, but God told me to do it, so here we go. Just keep walking. Don't stop doing what you know to do when it doesn't make sense to you. Don't stop. Don't stop your prayer time when you haven't seen God answer your prayer. Don't stop inviting them to church when they keep saying no time and time again. Just just keep walking. Just, Just keep walking. God knows exactly what he's doing. The role of the Hebrew people was simply to keep walking. Keep trusting, keep obeying, keep doing what God has told them to do. Keep living like he says, don't give up because it's taking too long. Keep walking. So Lord, tonight, God, I know that the season of life that we're living in seems so uncertain. And we're looking for any piece of certainty that we can hold on to. And I know, Lord, that when we, when we turn the TV on in the morning or we get on our phones first thing in the morning, chances are the first thing that we see is how bad everything is. But, Lord, tonight we commit to you to bring a report that starts by factoring God in into everything that we do. Oh, you can can choose to see the bad, and guess what? You're going to see more and more and more of it. But tonight, Lord, we refuse to only see the bad. We know that there's obstacles there. But when we bring you into the middle of it, it's amazing how much bigger you are compared to what we're walking through. So, Lord, I pray that everyone that calls this church home, that we would choose to be step-up Christians in a world that says, no, 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 just step back and do do what you want to do. Do what's easiest. No, 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 don't step up and follow after God. No, that doesn't make sense what he's asking you to do. But Lord, tonight, we commit to stepping up into everything that you have in store for us. And, we, and here's what I know, church family. The future is bright. You know that, that the God that we worship, he still has the whole world in his hands. Even when it doesn't look like it, come on. He's still got the whole world in his hands. He's got you. He's got your future. He's got your families. You know what, I think it would be okay tonight. Maybe you're watching online, maybe you're in the house. If for just a moment, as Pastor Randy plays the keys, if you just put your hands together and just say, Lord, thank you for taking care of me. Come on, thank you for knowing what's best for my family. Thank you for loving me. We worship you tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Man. Let me pray a prayer of dismissal over you tonight. Lord, we love you. Thank you for showing up tonight and meeting us in this room. Thank you for meeting meeting everyone in their homes tonight and talking to our hearts, Lord. I refuse to only give a bad report, but I'm going to bring you into the middle of it. 
And Lord, it's amazing when we do how much better life gets. We love you. Keep us safe. Bring us back to the house on Sunday for another amazing day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you Sunday.